What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I've got special guest Paul Anthony on the line today. We're going to talk a little contest prep action keto style. How you doing, Paul? How you doing, Robert? I'm good, man. I'm good. So give the audience a little bit of background. Like, t- Tell us about yourself. Well, uh... I uh, got into a little car accident back in 20, 2010 where uh, I was, it was the summer of uh, my friend's graduation. We were out, uh, he was out partying and he got stuck in traffic one night and he told me, he asked me, hey Paul, can you come pick me up? I'm, pre- I'm stuck, you know? So I leave my house around two o'clock in the morning and uh, I head out there and it starts raining, raining so hard that like, it you know living here in Chicago all my life I've never seen anything rain so hard like even with the windshield wipers going on high like it was crazy and on top of that there was a power outage in the city because it was like a flood you know mm-hmm. so it was a flood in the city like two o'clock in the morning pitch black and the lights were out the street lights were out and my car runs into a flood so I'm here like soaking wet in just flip-flops, some shorts, and a t-shirt, and I'm pushing my car while a friend I was with, he was just steering the steering my car. So I'm pushing it. Next thing I know, I want I want, I wake up in the hospital like two weeks later. They the doctor comes in like crazy, like a movie, and I'm just like, what's going on? What hey, how what's every you know what's why is everybody in my room? Because it was so comfortable. I thought it was, I was in my own room, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I had all blankets all over my 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 body, and I couldn't even, you know, I was like confused. And the doctor said, "Paul, you were in an accident. Um, we had to amputate your leg eight times. You had a fever of 103 degrees, and uh, you almost died. So it was pretty crazy, man. Like I was just." all in numb like you know i was playing all kinds of sports football basketball you know like baseball i loved all those kind of sports but after that i was like man how what am i gonna do you know how am i gonna live my life one day go to work you know feed my family you know go grocery shopping walk my daughter one day you know teach her how to ride a bike it's crazy you know things i think about but anyways like ever since that day i was like I was pretty depressed, you know, I was on a depression for a little bit. But after that, like, I just started seeing these bodybuilding videos and, you know, like fitness models and stuff like that. And as bad as it might sound or seem like one of my motivations was uh, uh, Oscar Pistorius. I think some of you might, who, who are listening might recall, he was um, an Olympian and he had one prosthesis or he had, he was a double amp. So he had two prosthesis, you know, and unfortunately, you know, with him, like, and uh, his, you know, situations, uh, he was even sponsored by Nike, I think, at one time. So I was like, hey, you know, like, if this guy can do it, then I can probably do the same thing one day, you know. So I started working out, and I started, like, and one of my things is, like, you know, fashion and fitness, not just, like, bodybuilding, but just living a lifestyle outside of it, you know. Absolutely. you know, I mean, everybody has their passions, and if you do videos or post pictures on Instagram and you think you're just a bodybuilder, people just look at you like that. It's just like you're more to that, you know? You're more than 
just one one aspect you know but it, it might be it's really big for us especially now that i found out ketogenic you know dieting like crazy like i can be with my friends and eat like great you know good food and still not have to like suffer you know yeah no for sure man it's a whole nother lifestyle yeah. um well i got all kinds of questions <laughs> so i'm gonna rewind just a little bit okay, definitely go ahead when you were pushing the car like, uh-huh. like what happened how did the accident take place like how did you um well because there was a flood in the area and my car ran into a flood and then so, so like it, what, what it caused was, you to lose the leg um so when we we're pushing the car out of the water you know some guy told me hey you should just park your car on the side and wait till the morning and me like pretty like you know scared that my parents were gonna like be mad like oh yeah what the, what happened to the car this and that like i was just like trying to push it home but it was pretty far away, so I don't know what was going through my mind. But yeah, I, I just had I had just some sort of like feeling that oh man, I just have to get my car home or whatever. But it happened so fast, you know. Like, you know, I didn't even feel any pain at, at all. Like, I mean, not that you know, because it's just instantaneous. You're not even knowing that it came. You know, so it's like, just like did another car blind. hit you. An SUV hit the back of my car, and I have pictures. I'll send it to you, Robert, and you'll see how how crazy. I can't even imagine how I how I lived, let alone having only one leg. You know, I should have lost two legs, let let alone half my body with how bad the car looks. You know, but maybe you can post it somewhere. You know, on your Instagram or whatever. So, but so you were trapped basically in between trapped. your car, the back of your car, and the SUV that hit you. Yes, and he backed out and then drove away. And then, and the police, you know, did a search or whatever, and it was a hit and run. They never caught the guy. That's insane, man. So, but you know what? I never think about that guy. You know, I'm just so happy that I'm alive, and it never like. I mean, maybe it might be hurtful for my parents because they always think about it. Like, you know, they always want to catch the guy, but you know, me, I'm just like happy that I'm still living. You know. So you were, you were, you know, super athletic before the accident, and you were lifting. Um, I used to lift on occasion, but, you know, just go to the gym on, you know, whatever with my friends. I used to do gymnastics in high school all four years. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty, but not like, you know, like really 5%, you know, if you look at it, you know, pretty much like 10, 12, 15% at the most, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of style, you and, know. And then at at what point, at what point did you like decide that, that bodybuilding was going to be your outlet now? Um, at when, what point did I decide bodybuilding? Would yeah, be like, like after, after your, you know, surgery and amputation and everything and you were, uh, you know, one leg short, I mean, what, what, uh, uh yeah. what went through your mind that, that made I'll you think bodybuilding? Man, how, how, how am I going to get girls, man? Like, it's hard, <laughs> man. it's hard with one leg. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, like I saw Oscar Pistorius, man, he was a good looking guy, man. So I was like, Hey, if, if girls if he can date a freaking model are you kidding me she was gorgeous his his girlfriend you know unfortunately in light of the situation she was a pre- she was really pretty so i'm like hey you know what disability like it's not going to define you as a person so i just got into fitness and working out and i didn't really want think about like being the biggest just lean and shredded you know mm-hmm. but now as th- the longer i kept working out like everybody started like making size an issue like oh you have to be as big as phil or you know kai or whatever you know i mean that's it's not even aesthetic i'm about aesthetics that's what i am about you know 
yeah, looking, no, for sure, man. looking good with or without clothes, you know, and that way you feel good about yourself and, you know, like you can live a healthy lifestyle no matter what, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and how old are you now? Uh, 29, 29 now. And, and when did the accident happen? Uh, when I was, uh, 22, I think, tw- like a week before my 22nd birthday. So I spent my birthday in the hospital. Crazy. crazy yeah 22nd birthday in a hospital yep and then i'm assuming you probably like you know were depressed for a little while kind of resentful towards the whole yeah. situation i was you know i was also in in school and you know some of my classmates i was about to graduate too and some of my classmates graduated on stage and i was held back because you know obviously i didn't complete you know my last semester so it was kind of like kind of like you know, depressing too, but they were, they supported me, I went to their graduation, you know, and then some of them came to my graduation too, you know, so, I mean, we just built friendships, like, and then some of, some of them I used to even work out with, even in college, you know, so. Yeah, that's crazy, man, and like, you started doing, you started competing after that accident. I so did, just what got was my your first team, competition like? It was a wheelchair competition. And it was that natural, it was a natural show. A um, couple hours away from here, I was like, hey, I don't care. I'm just going to learn it. Um, I did wheelchair bodybuilding. And, um, yeah, I mean, I won first place. There was like three three of us. And uh, it was a great show. And fortunately, I got to meet, I mean, some of you might know um, Nick Scott. Mm-hmm. He's a wheelchair bodybuilding guy. He's a big name out there, especially for bodybuilding.com. I got to meet him. Um, he showed me a couple things, you know, and, uh, yeah, I met a lot of good people in this industry, you know, showed me a little, you know, showed me tip, tips and tricks of the trade, you know. Absolutely, man. What, what was it like training in the gym after you had, you know, the amputation? Like, oh, what, yeah. what was, like, the first time Psycho- you walked into a gym, like, what was that like? Psychologically, I was like, I want to wear my prosthesis with me all the time mm-hmm. because I didn't, I, I didn't. I wasn't sure how people would look at me like, you know, I wasn't ready for it. And it took me a couple of years, actually, before I actually went to the gym and just didn't care anymore. You know, I was like, hey, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to put my leg on. It's a it's a tassel. You know, I move around easier without it. You know, I can do a lot more things. I'm a lot more flexible. So I just stopped using it one day and then people started taking more notice. And then people at the gym, they just started coming up to me and, you know, telling me, even up to now, like, how motivating I am. And I'm just telling them, like, hey, I'm just like you guys, you know, I'm just an ordinary person, you know. I just wake up in the morning, have the same goals and mindset like you guys, and, you know, that's it. That's crazy, man. Like, it is it is motivating to hear you talk, because, I mean, there's so many people that that give themselves excuses oh, or man. reasons not to do something, and, and they've yeah. got a lot more you know going for them than you so to speak dude especially in the winter living in chicago it snows like crazy it's like sometimes i even trek through the snow just to get to the gym i remember one year like i didn't even care like it was snowing really bad and i just like with one hand and or and one leg i was just like in crutches just out here um like cleaning up my car and stuff like that you know it was pretty slippery too, so glad I didn't fall though. You know, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Um, so 
I guess, like you, you've said you, that you've competed in several shows. How, how many shows have you competed in now thus far? Probably like seven or eight. Seven or eight. And yeah. what, this this one coming up, you've got one in 28 days, is that what you said? 28 days is the next one I'm looking at. Like, I'm, I'm, I haven't even registered yet, but I'm like kind of like toying around with how I look because I know how, how lean I have to look. And holding on to size, you know, because mm-hmm. some of these guys are just like, they go straight to nationals and they become pros, you know. Right. So what, what, uh, this will be the first one that you've ever done under keto. The keto. keto. Oh, yes, yes. So I had questions on how to, you know, dial in properly and not mess up because if you train for five, six, eight, ten, twelve weeks, and the week that you're supposed to train, you just mess up, then there goes all that work that you put in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, easy to just, you have to be really detailed, especially within the two, three, four days before the actual show. It's just everything has to be sharp, sharp like a knife, you know? Yeah, for sure. So what what uh, what changed that made you want to switch from the protocols you'd followed in the past to wanting to do this this competition with keto? Um, like many other ketogenic bodybuilders, I think, I mean, for me, I, it's just a personal preference of like the meal meals and like how I feel on the meals. Like I can eat eggs and bacon and it wouldn't like, and it's part of my meal plan, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel more sighted. I feel like I can go harder in my workouts more longer, you know, and not feel like, oh man, I hate eating tilapia or i hate eating chicken day after day after day you know like i just know how to kind of carb count or you know count those macros kind of ish but basically that's what we're doing right you know more or less like it's just we have to watch our carbs and if you're eating cheese and nuts and stuff like that like who needs carbs you know like you have to suffer somewhere and if you think that's suffering if you're eating eggs and stuff like then i don't think keto's for you you know yeah yeah, I always tell everybody, you know, like when I did my prep, I was, I ate bacon and eggs uh, and keto pizza every single day. So, I mean, wasn't that bad at all. Yeah, there you go. So, what uh, what was your protocol like in the past using carbs? Um, one, one year, which I got really lean, but I felt so horrible. I was on a zero carb, like I also did it for like five weeks, and I was... Not even keto, because this was like, I guess it was keto, but I was just depressed. I wasn't eating tilapia and chicken and and greens like, you know, kale or spinach. And that was it. Basically, just that. Nothing else. And I did that for five weeks. I was really lean, but I kind of, I think I kind of lost a little bit of muscle, you know? So probably like super high protein and low carbs and low Yeah, basically super high protein, yeah. And then what? Yep. What was uh? Brutal. What was your experience like after the show? Did you like go eat a bunch of food afterwards? Well, yeah, definitely. Are you kidding me? The <laughs> binge, man. After being that disciplined, and I mean, I had a coach back in the day, so whatever he told me, like you know, you're paying money to listen to this person. You know, if you would go outside of it, it's just like you're wasting your money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So here, it's just like, man you know listening coaches this and that i had several in the past and like some of them are just out for your money and just like man i was just like i want to do it for myself you know now i have a good 
idea of what to do. It's just playing around with it because, you know, like this is life. Like, you know, you, you, you can figure out for yourself, your body, if you just are willing to put in the work, you know, yeah, don't for be sure. just like kind of, you know, count like, Hey, what happened? What was different from this day to what was different from last week or whatever? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, everybody's everybody responds to every different stimulus a little bit differently. So it's really good to kind of yeah. fine tune the details and see how right. your body is impacted. So so pick my brain, man. You said you wanted to yeah, uh, basically just kind of call me and we, to give the audience a little bit of background here. You had mm-hmm. reached out to me on Instagram to see right. if I could help you with some peak week strategies. Um, yes, exactly. And, and you didn't want to do coaching at the time, even though I tried <laughs> tried to get you to do <laughs> yeah, coaching. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I respect you as a coach. Like, I've seen some of your clients, and wow, they are just, like, you know, phenomenal. Like, you just motivate them, and you motivate me a lot, you know. Yeah, so I appreciate just, it, man. just want to, you know, I support you and everything that you do, and I want to be part of this, you know, keto, keto fitness, bodybuilding movement. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Totally agree. So, so basically, well, like... I tried to yeah. figure out a way to make it all tie in, and I was just like, well, just give me a call, and we'll make the whole thing a podcast. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing now. So just pick my brain, and we'll just put it all on podcast, man. Like, what can I help you with with regards so, to your peak week strategy? When you asked me, too, what my strategies were before, like I told you where I was on somewhat sort of like a keto, blah, blah. After that, when I did a kind of like a low-carb carb cycling, mm-hmm. Did you, like a high day with carbs, obviously, like 200 grams, let's say 100 and then zero, obviously, you know, so that would be like a cycle. Would you do that with calories on your keto prep? Not, not, not exactly. Um, so basically with carbs, uh, so g- give me some background. When you did the peak weeks in the so past say, with carbs, you would just increase right. to 200 grams or so? With carbs, Yeah. Two three hundred or two two fifty, you know, based and it would be clean carbs. It would come from sweet potatoes, you know, and it would come from white potatoes. It, it depended on what you you know what workout I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, sweet potatoes are faster acting. If I had like oats, I had oats every morning, you know, like a half a cup, you know, and that's already like I don't know, hundred fifty or something or fifty or fifty grams or whatever. So it was brutal, you know. Like I was just man, like just eating that and I, I didn't even like eating eggs like eight eggs every morning eight you know six to eight egg whites you know my coach used to have me doing that you know yeah and egg I, whites. yeah oh man brutal so so what so like what were your total carbs at uh you know leading up to the carb load like you said 100 grams um when if i would carb up it would yeah it would go up to like probably 300 so 100 during the week and then about 300 the night before the show? Yeah, yeah. And then what was your fat doing? Oh, man, like um, fat-wise, I, I really didn't pay attention to other anything other than the carbs because, you know, like I knew that whatever, like how many ounces my coach was telling me to eat, I was just eating it, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just making sure that, you know, I didn't spill over on the carbs because obviously you would you can definitely tell on that, so – that's what pr- prompted me to do the five weeks of zero carbs just to be ultimate shredded, you know, like super lean, which I was, but I lost a lot of size. I lost a lot of size and I was kind of look, looking like, you know, like a, a skeleton almost maybe because it was, I was a little bit, it was earlier in my career or bodybuilding career, 
you know, so to say. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't have a lot of muscle. But now, through the years, I put on muscle, and now I'm trying to just maintain as much as I can while on a keto cut, I guess. Right, right. Well, well ketones themselves are incredibly muscle-sparing. So you can you can get away with much less protein um, if your ketone production is, is good and not have to worry so much about losing muscle mass. You can maintain that muscle pretty pretty effectively when doing a ketogenic cut. Um so, so you're not definitely against like cyclical, like you're just at you're hitting like let's say sixteen fifty a day. Let's say that was your prep, right? For the calories? Yeah, calories. Yeah, I, I tapered to that. I didn't I didn't start out that oh, low. Tap tapered. Yeah, so I, I think I'd have to look back at my notes, but I believe I started my prep at around twenty three hundred, twenty four hundred calories and then I tapered to the sixteen fifty. So like how many weeks out did you taper out? Did it take you? I prepped for four and a half months, so I'm, I'm a big fan of having a longer prep. Oh, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Because you're going to retain, especially as a natural bodybuilder, you're going to retain oh, a lot more muscle if you take it slowly. Wow, okay. See, that, that plays into my my little uh, my plan. Like, I'm not sure if I would have enough, if I would be ready in 28 days because, um, yeah, you've seen me before we actually started this podcast, but... I'm holding on to a little bit of water, you know. I'm even though I'm doing two two a days with the cardio, an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, and a workout. But you know, I'm just playing catch up. You know, like my buddy, who's already, you know, gonna do the show with me. He's already looking like he's one week out. You know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, in my opinion, you know, a longer prep is key, and then the month of the show, like mm-hmm. the the month leading up to the show. Right. You want to be pretty much where where you want to step on stage. Like you want to kind of have that month to refine things and tweak uh, a few yeah, things, exactly. but you want to be pretty pretty right. much show exactly. ready in that month. Yeah, definitely. That's what. See that right now, like I don't, you know, you want to come show ready at least three four weeks out. You know, like looking like you're ready already. You know, like yeah. I can see it from these other people that I follow on, you know, IG, like. They they say that they're ten weeks out, even though they look like they're two to three weeks out. I'm like, wow, okay. That's how that's how conditioned you have to be to win against these other guys, you know, especially on the biggest stage. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't really want to have to manipulate that much the week up. Like, you want to be able to just kind of coast in to the show, so to speak. Right. And and as you, because like when you manipulate your macros, you know, for peak week, you want to be able to kind of do that same protocol you know, two to three weeks before peak week, so you can kind of see exactly how your body responds. Right, but right. if you're not lean enough at that point, you're not going to really be able to gauge how it's going to respond, if that makes sense. That makes sense, definitely. So, Robert, does that mean that it, what's the difference between a ketogenic athlete or just a ketogenic person living the lifestyle versus, like, a, a ketogenic bodybuilder where they get down to, like, you know, 5% or 4% body fat, is it the calories? Because, and obviously they have to work out, but if a a regular person, let's say person A and person B are both the same height and the same weight, and person A um, starts dropping his calories, but both both are in the ketogenic diet, then he would start to look more ripped, person A. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, calorie manipulation is key no matter what diet you're on. If you're trying to get down to, you know, sub 5% body fat, you're going to have to, have to, you know, take your macros and your calories under consideration. You can't just simply be keto 
and expect to just yeah. miraculously get yeah. lean enough. Yeah. I mean, you, no matter what diet you're on, if you're doing a competition prep, like it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have yeah. times where you just feel miserable. I mean, that's just kind of part of the game, you know. Did you have any uh, cheat days on your prep? Like, no, I, no, I n- never, there- never, never carb day. I haven't had carbs. I haven't had like a, a meal of carbs in about three years now. I would have refeeds that were that took the form of keto caloric refeeds right okay but i only started incorporating those after i got below about six percent body fat how many calories would you kind of like go above so for for the refeeds what i recommend doing to kind of establish a baseline is Uh take your take your current calories um Uh and then increase those by about 30 percent and then kind of split that between you know fats and proteins pretty evenly um, right, and that'll be kind of like your baseline, um, and but again, I don't think that's necessary until you're below about you know at least below about eight percent body fat. Okay, so I think you mentioned before, like in one of your other videos, that one of your preps was mainly on fat rather than like you know how you kind of increase. Some people say you have to increase your protein mm-hmm. when you're on a bodybuilding cut or whatever, you know. That way you can spare your muscle, but you said like increase your fat and keep your or increase your fat and keep the protein low. Yeah, so basically, in, when you're in a state of ketosis, um, you know you're using fat for your you know your primary fuel source, right. and you know with a typical bodybuilding diet in a prep, they leave their protein really high and they taper their carbs and their fat pretty low. Then they'll you know throw in some carb refeeds, but at that point, you know I've talked to competitors lately that are at like 300 grams of protein and like 40 grams of fat and like 100 grams of carbs but that's still keto if their carbs are still under what 20 percent is it five percent of their diet no that that wouldn't be keto because since their fat is so low and their carbs are so low the only thing that's really high is their protein and basically what's happening there is their body is using uh that's basically converting that protein into glucose through gluconeogenesis, which is an incredibly inefficient process, which is why they all feel like zombies as they mm-hmm. get lower on their calories. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's not – that's like the worst situation, basically. Um, they're basically starving themselves of all the, the energy they could be having from either the fat or the carbs, and they're trying to inefficiently produce it from protein. So if you're, if you're keeping the fat then and you're taking more fat than you actually use and it just stays stored as fat, it doesn't, you know, transfer into glucogenesis, whatever, it just stays fat. You know, if you're just eating a higher fat, lower protein, lower carb diet, right? Well, if you're fully keto adapted, you can, you can get away with having a higher fat store because all the fat that you consume mm-hmm. will basically be used as energy and not necessarily converted into body fat, you know, stored okay. adipose tissue. Um, so like for me in my prep, when I was getting down pretty low on the calories, my, my fat was still, I think the lowest it got was right around 140, 150 grams, but my protein was down to 65. And when you're in a prep, you know, your, your main, your main focus shifts from building muscle to maintaining muscle. Like you're not really trying to build muscle in a prep. Right. So I'm not worried about having a lower protein because the ketones are going to keep me from, you know, burning through that protein because they're so muscle sparing. Are there any uh, supplements you uh, recommend towards muscle sparing? Honestly, if if you're on a well formulated ketogenic diet, you don't really need any supplements. Um, you know, I, I would have a little bit of branched chain amino acids just kind of safeguard myself and just ensure 
that I was good to go, you know, and getting all the amino acids that I needed, but I honestly don't even think that was necessary. Okay. Oh, well. What are you taking now? Um, well, I was taking the BCAs and the aminos just on the side. Like I wouldn't, I think maybe a week or two, I'm going to take that out, take that out before my competition. I'm also taking uh powdered, powdered creatine. Cause I heard, um, what's his um, name? Dr. Uh, the bodybuilding doctor, uh, Dominic Diagosino. Uh, the other one, the younger guy, uh, what's uh, his Lane name? Norton. Uh, what's his name? Sorry, keep going. I'm looking through my phone right now. What's his name? Um, he was on the the bodybuilding movie, the Muscle Doctor, Muscle PhD. What's oh his yeah, name? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he does a lot of ketogenic studies. Yeah, definitely. So that's why I kept listening to him, and he was like, "Yeah, definitely, like incorporate, you know, creatine in your in your uh, workouts and stuff. It's not bad against anything, you know." Yeah, and like, creatine's uh, fine. Like creatine's been around for so long. There's so much research backing it. I mean, it's it's such a minute difference. Like you're not going to be able to take creatine and notice a difference really. Um, yeah. But I mean that 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 difference compounded over years can add up. So, you know, True. a good quality, just simple creatine monohydrate, you know, unflavored, unsweetened, um, is totally fine. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to try something different, you know, and before I used to use it, but then I stopped. I was on and off because of, you know, speculations here and there. But now, like, I'm just following the ketone community, mm-hmm. you know, the keto community and just whatever is, you know, popular and well-researched. I kind of, like, look into that, you know, and I, you know, base it off of that so evidence, evidence-based practice, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're gonna be fine with if your diet's on track, and then if you incorporate, you know, like a a basic creatine, and then you know maybe a branched chain amino acid. That's all you need, really. You don't need you don't need you know protein powders or anything like that. You don't need any right. of that on keto. So so for me and my keto uh, competition prep, you think I should just keep doing what I'm doing, or maybe lower the calories, or you know maybe definitely not push more pro or push more cardio because you already think. I know that you think it's a lot already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an hour, an hour twice a day, so two hours a day is a lot of cardio. Yeah. Oh man, like you know, you might be burning your muscle and stuff like that, but I just feel like I need to mentally push myself a little bit harder because I know I can do it. You know, I can work harder or something. You know. Yeah, work is the control variable in a prep. You know, like any anybody, anybody's done a show before can tell you. You know, like work is yeah. the variable that you have control over. Right. But then the the food, it's just like, you know, maybe I can get in touch with you maybe a week or two before and then, you know, because I still have quite some time. Hopefully I look a little bit different, a little bit, look look a little bit tighter than when you see me today. Well, you, you, know? you mentioned before we started the, the, the uh, recording here that, that you were, are you still doing one meal a day? I am. Or no, I'm, I'm doing two. I, I split 1,700 calories in half. And on the side, I would have, you know, like pistachios or walnuts or or pecans and slices of cheese just to munch on, just to like, you know, when I get really hungry. But now I'm just going to try to like take that out. Like I finished it all in my house. Like I'm not going to buy another supply, you know, this weekend. I'm just going to try to like, you know, caveman it, just, you know, hunter gatherer kind of mentality, just wait till the next meal. 
I definitely yeah. recommend taking out because you know, if you're not even counting that, I mean, the the yeah. nuts, especially when it's calorically dense as they are, that oh, those very, calories no. add up really quickly. Yes. So I'm sure with how I'm training right now, within a week, if I just take that out, I'm going to see a big difference. Yeah, I mean that. That's I mean you're probably getting at least an extra 500 calories a day just from the that, nuts, you know. That, yeah, especially from out or pecans. Pecans are really high in in fat, you know, and they have you know, a little bit of carbs, like five carbs per half cup or, you know, so I have maybe a half cup or two, one cup, you know, but it's still under 20. So, yeah, I think, I mean, take, taking those out, I mean, when you're, when you're in a competition prep, you know, your prep is only going to be between three and five months is a typical, typical length of time for a competition prep. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do anything for three and five months, you know, you need to right. just fine tune those numbers you know, get accurate with them and then right. just track them meticulously for the, that duration because you don't want to leave anything to chance. You know, you don't want to step off that stage regretting uh, yeah, you know, exactly. not being 100%. You're constant. And, but it's difficult, you know, especially living a daily life and the weekends and stuff like that. But if if you can be like a, a human robot, you know, like just specifically just, you know, food for fuel and just the right amount, then that's what, you know, what's going to get you first place, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it takes to, like, I tell everybody that I've, you know, spoken with about, you know, being on a, a cutting diet that you basically become a light switch, you know, I mean, you're either on or you're off, and yeah. I mean, there's there's times in the year where you're where you're off and you're not prepping for a show, and then you can, like, be a little bit more liberal with the calories you're taking in, but when you have a specific yeah. goal in mind and you're trying to cut for that goal, you know, that's you need to be true. 100%. So, right now, I think with, like we said earlier, 28 days out, if I flip the switch, and, you know, if I just commit to the show, or I mean, I might even do the, the show after that one. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to try to turn it on, and then I'll keep sending Because I think maybe, I think it was Robert, I think I sent you pictures two weeks ago, and I was still a little fluffy. But if I send you a picture, you know, next week, I'm sure maybe it'll be a huge difference, you know, just yeah. putting up. Yeah, I mean, you you can definitely tighten up a lot in a month's time, and mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing is like don't don't put so much emphasis on you know water manipulation or sodium manipulation. Like you don't have to worry about that as much with keto. You don't have to run the r- risk of spilling over because you don't gonna ha- you're not gonna have those carbs, those glycogen stores. I used to drink two gallons. I'm sorry, but I'm, I used to drink two hours of, or two gallons of water before mm-hmm. on my prep. And, like, I would kind of, like, decrease to get drier and drier and drier. But you know how with keto, like, your electrolytes are play a very important aspect in how you look, especially with sodium. And, you know, water, salt holds on to water. So do you think, how were you on your prep? Were you, like, kind of, like, on a half a gallon on that day or just whatever, sips of water? No, I think I drank, like, a gallon before stepping on stage. Like, And the, the main reason competitors cut their water and then they use diuretics and everything for competition is because, well, when you when you eat carbs, you have all the glycogen stored in your muscle cells, and and the glycogen holds about three grams of water per every gram of glycogen. So a lot of competitors, it's it's a balancing act between making sure you consume the right amount of carbs with the right amount of water with the right amount of electrolytes to not spill over and look flat or look right. you know full in a, in a negative way on show day, and and that's a balancing act with keto. Oh. Gosh, you don't yeah. have the carbs, so you don't have the glycogen stores. So your okay. body's not really going to be holding on to that water. 
you know, I, I drank, you know, about a gallon and a half every day prior to the show, and then I think I drank like a gallon before stepping on stage. And since I didn't have any glycogen, I mean, I was just peeing that out. So I stayed hydrated, but I didn't have wow. to worry about okay. spilling over. Um, so wow. that's, I mean, if you're fully keto adapted and, you know, you've you've burned through any glycogen stores you have due to hard training and, you know, lack of carbohydrate intake, then you're right. going to be looking dry on stage. Okay. So I have to, because, you know, my coworker who I got in to keep, um, the ketogenic diet, like because of my one bodybuilding friend, like, like she's starting to track her ketones with the, the, the strips. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been so, you know, meticulous with that, which I think is kind of bad on my part, you know, but I'm like really strict on my diet, you know, and, or, you know, yeah, and you don't have point. to worry so much about tracking with the, the urine strips, you know. I mean, if you if you're on a, a well formulated ketogenic diet, you know higher fat ratios and and you feel great, then and you're training hard and you're getting good muscle pumps and you're in ketosis. You know you don't have to worry so much with the the urine strips. Tell you, I mean honestly, after a couple of solid weeks of being adapted, the urine strips aren't even really going to show you're in okay. ketosis. Like I don't even show, I don't even register on those anymore because basically your body becomes so efficient at using ketones that that you don't excrete them in your urine anymore. Ah, uh, okay. So another question, like, are there any like staple meals in your prep while you, you know, let's say as you get closer to your competition, like you were saying earlier that you were eating eggs, you know? Yeah. So I would, I would eat, uh, you know, during peak week, for instance, mm-hmm. I would have, you know, pretty good amount of fiber the first part of the week. But then as you get closer to show day, I would taper that fiber. And then like the two days prior to the show day, I would remove all fiber. So I wouldn't run a risk of looking bloated on stage because the fiber can kind of bloat, you know. Fiber um, from like veggies and greens and stuff? Yeah, so from veggies, greens, like any of that stuff. You don't really want to have any of that in your system, you know, the mm-hmm. day before and the day of on show because that'll, you know, you run the risk of looking bloated on stage and not being able to look right, as tight, okay. which, which right. you don't want to. So you kind of so that week of I guess you stay away from the greens or let's say uh uh, uh spinach or you know I would personally are- cut out all greens two days before the show day that way you you can okay. process all that and then not run the risk of it you know kind of sticking in you all right that sounds good you know just kind of fully cleanse yourself of it in a way cleanse yourself of the cleansing material but yeah yeah well, I mean. That it, it stuff's great to have, but I mean, you look at broccoli, for instance. You know, I could have two cups of broccoli, and I'm going to be considerably more bloated. And if mm-hmm. if you don't time everything right, and you have that, you know, the day before you step on stage, then then you could be bloated just simply from the broccoli, even though you you might be really lean. And if you spend right. you know four months prepping, the last thing you want to do is eat two cups of broccoli and then ruin it. You know, right? That's true. And I saw that from one of your videos. You also use like that keto brick Mm -hmm. yeah that's basically a really calorically dense uh you know not very much volume so it doesn't really sit heavy on your stomach but really really calorically dense high fat source of food but it helps you with your mind too because you feel kind of full after it it tastes good i'm sure right (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah it tastes really good (laughs) it looks delicious i'm telling you it looks like you're treating yourself and you know, I, I was wondering, you know, like, is there anything, something sort of the matter that I could also construe on my prep, you know, kind of like 
okay, like stay stay on this or just you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't... basically, I would I would have those on on the day of the show. Um, so I would have the the keto bricks the day of the show because that doesn't have any fiber in it, so it's not going to bloat me. It's going to give me the energy. It's going to mm-hmm. the fat in there is going to fill out my muscles. Um, okay. Kind of increase my vascularity some on show day, and okay. I don't have to worry about it sitting heavy on my stomach. So I mean, you could mimic something similar with like a you know a couple fat bombs or something. Ah, okay. So you kind of made a bigger fat bomb which would kind of be like a keto brick, but then you would have to calculate it so that you, you wouldn't spill on a, on the calories too, right? Because those keto bricks, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're calorie-packed. Yeah, calorie I, think, packed. I think that was about 800 calories each. Wow. So on your show day, did you say you, you wouldn't, you would just stay natural, just like on the right, like a regular day as if you were training, you know, like you wouldn't keto load? Uh, no, I would have more fat on the day of the show because, I mean, the day of the show, you're not really worried about putting on any body fat. Like, if you're if you're stepping on stage, you know, for prejudging at around, you know, uh-huh. noon, for instance, then you, the night shows that evening. Right. Yes, you know, that's true. You're not going to worry about looking any fatter that day. Like, you're, you're as lean as you're going to get, basically. Um, yeah. So you don't have to really worry so much about tracking the calories as much on the show day. But you still wouldn't want to like still eat too much though, because you would it would start to show too more and more. Like you know, if you're having more cal caloric fat, then your body would start getting softer, right? Uh, I didn't I didn't notice that from the fat. You know, I mean, I would I would pretty much have you know the, the keto bricks, and then I think I had like some like a hard boiled egg and some bacon the day of the show, and then, oh, you know okay. water. But I didn't have anything with greens. You know, you don't want any veggies, obviously. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I would keep mostly a higher fat ratio on the day of the show. Okay, so that higher fat ratio is just basically the same. Other than that, like the day before, the days leading to it, the weeks, you're just eating eggs and bacon and what avocado are you eating? The the day before, uh, you know, so with typical bodybuilding diets, you have like a carb load the day before yeah. the show. Right. So I basically had a keto caloric refeed the day before the show. So my my meal the evening before was a higher fat, higher protein, about the same with carbs, maybe a few more trace carbs, but mostly just the ex- additional fat and protein. And then I increased the sodium on that meal. Wow. And, and that meal for me took the place of, it was a uh, keto pizza, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. So I want to implement these things into my keto prep. You know, right now I'm trying to like, you know, as I told you, I'm trying to like tighten up on my diet, lose a little bit extra extra fat you know and i don't know if i can do it not that it really matters if i you know if i i mean it matters and it matters not because you know if i don't do it if i don't achieve how i want to look for the show then i can just push my show to next year next april you know and just try to manipulate how how lean i can look and still feel good you know show ready with the keto diet because it is my first time you know, and I want to make sure that I look excellent. I don't want to just like be sloppy. You know. Right, right. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely good to have a day like a show date picked out because I mean, when when that day's on the calendar, it's much easier to stay motivated to you know right. maintain your macros and everything. Right. Yes, yes, um, yes. But yeah, if if you're not ready, you know, I mean, you you want to make sure you have it enough time. Like, how how long have you been prepping total now? Uh, on this keto thing, I mean, I was like, I did keto for like 12 weeks, but I was pretty much like like high ca- calorie, 
you know, starting to taper it down, taper it down, taper it down. So now I'm up to that point. When I first started, I was like 2,500 calories. Now I'm like down to 1,700, you know. And how much weight have you lost in that time? Oh, I mean, I haven't really looked and stepped on the, on the weighing scale because, you know, I just, I'm a visual person, but um, I probably lost like more than seven, eight pounds since then. So I'm a fairly smaller guy, you know, I'm five, six, five, seven. Yeah, so seven, eight pounds makes a big difference. It definitely does, you know. I mean, I definitely think, you know, the the month of the show, you want to be looking pretty pretty lean because um, like as you like I said earlier as you want to you know incorporate those trial refeed weeks um, mm-hmm. you want to have a pretty accurate uh, oh man you know, visual yeah, as to what you would look like on show day so if you right. have a lot of extra body fat to lose now um, you're not gonna really gonna be able to get that visual as if you would if you were almost show ready you know so what you're saying is that it would kind of if I get if I do lose all the body fat up to the sh- up to the show then it's kind of like a hit or miss, like how your body reacts to the extra calories. Like let's say the day before you had an extra, you know, refeed day, you know. So uh, for me, who knows? It's an X factor if I really should do a refeed or if I should just keep it tight or just keep looking, you know, based on how I look and how I feel that day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a uh, – Because like, when I'm in prep, my goal now. is to remove as many variables as possible, you know. Yes. So, I mean – the more variables I can remove, the better. I want to have control over every little detail. And if I know that my my composition is pretty much on point, then I can make that one variable my refeeds. And then I can see exactly how that's manipulating. I think that, like, because, you know, I, I, I've gotten different um, insights from even from a bodybuilding doctor who was an IFBB pro, you know, and I was asking him and I was going to do a show earlier this year my first one in in two years and he was like paul you you look good but you don't you don't look ready blah blah i'll coach you this and that and i kind of took a step back and that's when i kind of reevaluate i'm like you know maybe these people are just out for my money you know what if they're just you know i mean i was i felt that i was looking good because i was training back training hard harder than i was ever training in in the past couple years and i was like okay so if this guy's gonna tell me that i don't look ready then, then I have to do something even harder or whatever, take a different apo- approach. So then my friend told me about the ketogenic diet and I liked it and I saw a couple videos and I saw one of your videos and I'm like, wow, okay, if you can get that shredded, you know, on eating something that you like, I'll try it. So, you know, and I've even seen other females that are IFBB pros on your page too who comment, you know, some of your pictures and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that, you know, these IFBB pros who I admire to be one day, you know, are on a ketogenic diet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that, I think the diet is, is definitely the way to go, man. I mean, I, uh, I'm a big believer in it. Like I've done preps both ways and I've mm-hmm. felt and looked better than I ever had before, you know, using the keto diet. Um, so I right. think that's, that's where I'm putting all my, uh, all my efforts going forward for sure. But yeah, I think, I think I have a better insight on what to do. Like just, keep you know keep training you know keep eating keto um right now i have to focus on adhering to a stricter diet you know stop like giving myself variables that i can't control which i which variables i can control now like eating snacks when i'm hungry in between meals which are 
which are, you know, calories unaccounted for. I need to really like do something else instead of that, you know, and stay on a strict diet plan. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, diets, diets are a funny thing, you know, keto is awesome because it's so instinctive. Like you can get away with eating a little bit more calories, um, that are fat based and it, it doesn't seem to be metabolized the same as if it were, you know, a whole bunch of carbohydrates. Like I feel, and I mean, there, there's a lot of science speculation out there regarding that. But I mean, if I was to have a 500 calorie surplus and if I was to have most that come from fat versus most that come from carbs, I can get yeah. away with it being fat without it necessarily yes, being converted to body fat as easily. But, right. You can burn it faster, right? Yeah. I mean, well, basically, like when you're in a keto adapted state, like your body just becomes really efficient at using that as fuel. Well, right. and not not turning it into body fat but like when you're in a competition prep you mm-hmm. know it's not going to be easy it's not going to be comfortable no it hasn't i mean even though i'm eating eggs and cheese in smaller amounts you know because it has to count for my calories you know it's not as much as i'm feeling really good it's like i'm still wanting more you know yeah and it's like man oh yeah and that's how i know i'm suffering if i'm suffering i know i'm doing something right i'm like dang i want to eat more i'm going to kill this workout but if you're eating not so much, but you're still eating good food, you know, like it's it's a little something, you know, it's better than eating me eating tilapia, which I hated and greens and stuff like, you know, now I'm eating better food like, you know, corned beef. Like I use that in my prep, corned beef and eggs. And um, I use the coconut oil if I or coconut oil if I have my keto coffee, the MCT oil. But I mean, I cut that out now because that's extra calories in the morning with my keto coffee but you're saying that keto coffee is good right and yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of it i had it throughout my prep i would i would keep the keto coffee and cut keto the nuts coffee. that you're snacking on <laughs> and that would mean i would have to like eat less than i guess which would you know eat less food food because both are calories yeah i mean calories um like if i were you personally i'd keep the coffee keep the two meals and then take out the the nuts that you're snacking on okay okay i got that I got that. I'm not even going to buy anymore like I wanted to. Yeah. They're addictive, uh, man. And like something about the the, the act right. of chewing, that sends a signal to your brain to, you know, kind of promote even more hunger. Whereas like at the coffee, true. you know, right. since you're drinking your calories, it doesn't really flip that, that mental trigger that makes you more hungry. So this might be weird to you and some of your listeners, um, Robert, but I've been using like as a cheat. Not really a cheat, but like an innocent, like, you know, kind of like, you know, one of my things that I use is uh, pickles. Mm-hmm. Like I just add pickles because it has zero calories and zero carbs. <laughs> no, that's that's totally normal, man. Like I, I've got all kinds of crazy tre- oh my uh, God. cheats that like, I did. Like doing that just to like, because of course, you know, gum, you, like you said earlier, like I like to chew and I know that it makes me mentally think that like i'm just chewing on something that you're not hungry you just want to chew on something so you got to be careful though because the the pickles have a ton of sodium in there so true yeah kind of that that could i mean if you don't account for that sodium for instance if you have one day where you eat like you know 10 extra pickles that could be another uh-huh. two thousand oh, yeah. milligrams of sodium uh, you know right exactly and you'll just look like super bloated then you just like retain a lot of water yeah yeah but, i mean i just use it controlledly like you know right now it's just like man i have a little bit of stubborn belly fat that's where i'm at right now stubborn belly fat where i just need to burn that off it's just on my lower abs and once i get rid of that oh man i'm gonna i think i'd pre- be pretty diced you know for for what it is for my training like you know 
Yeah, no, for sure, man. Just just make sure you give yourself the time that you your body needs. You know, right. Like, don't don't try and rush it. Don't try and rush it and like do a prep that you should do over four months and do it in two mm-hmm. months. You know, yeah. that's you're gonna lose muscle. You're not gonna look as that's good. True. And that's- it's just gonna become a miserable two months. Mm-hmm. So. Oh man, like before I used to even think about prepping for six six months or whatever, like so long, you know, like these twenty week preps or like you know, twelve weeks. But I, I look at shows too. I definitely like eye out shows. And then it's just when you when you start to turn that switch, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna just start cutting everything out and just start sticking to this, you know, for a certain period of time, you know. Some yeah. people ten, twelve weeks out, you know. But yeah. right now, like like I'm just telling you, I'm cutting out these nuts, you know, like Yeah, that's I'm, gonna make a huge difference, man. Like every everything like like I said earlier, when I'm in a prep, I mean every single thing I eat is accounted for. Like I don't even take a taste of something because I, I can't account for that, you know. So that's that's the name of the game when it comes to competition prep, you know. I mean you can look good looking you know, eating instinctively, but to really dial it in, you need to have yeah. all the variables under control. And that's, so that's what you did. You had all the variables dialed under control. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's you become obsessive, but I mean that's what oh, it takes, yeah. you know. Of course, yeah. So I think, I mean, I told you everything I do. I'm pretty like strict with myself when it comes to, you know, my uh, my training. I'm training hard now, and uh, especially that I have a training uh, another session this evening. You know, even though there's like the Cubs game, which I'm pretty big about i'm from chicago so yeah they're playing tonight so yeah i want to just get it in before the game and then another fast cardio in the morning and then keto coffee yeah i would i would try the coffee man have the coffee you know account for those macros have the coffee skip all the nuts and then account for the two meals you're eating and then stick with that consistently and then you know kind of tape that as you go but that's going to give you a much better baseline than what you're doing currently that's gold, man. Like, I'm telling you, the next week, I'm going to, you know, you see me, though, today, I'm going to, there, there's going to be a difference next week or even two weeks when, you know, hopefully I get a chance to talk to you again, even even if it's not a video cast or whatever, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm here, I'm here to help. I, I want you to see, I want yeah, to see you, to you know, reach the goal. Yeah. And, I mean, you doing it with one leg, man, I mean, that's freaking motivating as hell to me, so. Hope I'm I can excited. Come myself as keto savage like you one day, man. Keto savage. <laughs> hey, man, you doing what you're doing now is is savage for sure. But uh, you know, it's all for for keto, brother. We love our lifestyle. You know, that's what we, you know. We're just growing, and we love what we do, right? That's right. That's right. You know, it's it's got to be a sustainable lifestyle, one that you're excited to stick with for the long game. And yes, this, sir, it's definitely where where it's at. Yes, sir. Well, Paul. What up? Uh, until next much. time, man. Just keep on, keep on grinding it out, and uh, hit me up if you have any questions, and we'll see what you look like on show day, man. All right, thanks a lot, Robert, and I'll keep in touch, brother. For sure. Where can people go to to find out more about you, real quick? Um, well, I'm on that ketogenic um, bodybuilding or ketogenic page on Facebook. Um, I haven't posted in a while because, um, I mean, I don't know. I've just been busy prepping meals and stuff, mm-hmm. but um. Let me see here. I have a couple of uh, keto groups that I follow on Facebook. It's the Ketogenic Athlete. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's one. I'm, I'm a member on there as well. On there, you know, I, you know, sometimes I comment. You know, I comment my food. I think I have a picture up there. Maybe like that was three weeks ago, and I was still looking a little fluffy. You know, if some of you see it on there, but 
Um, I'm the only guy with one leg on that page, so they could miss <laughs> hard to miss, huh? Yeah, basically. Very cool, very cool. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll regroup again prior to show day, and then just uh, let me know if you got any questions in the meantime, brother. All right, thanks a lot, Robert. All right, take take care, Paul.